Well, today we will go ahead and begin in chapter one of the book of Proverbs. Please grab your Bibles and be prepared to read along with me as I go through and discuss our verses for today. Um, In these studies of the Proverbs, I will be reading from the King James Version of the Bible, but whatever Bible you have to follow along with will be just fine. Uh, I just decided that the King James Version of the Bible is the one that I like to read when I'm just reading through the Bible. Um, I typically will teach out of the New King James Version of the Bible. If you go to our YouTube page um, or you know find our teachings anywhere on uh, SoundCloud or iTunes, wherever, typically I'm teaching from the New King James Version of the Bible, but that's neither here nor there in regards to today's study. But we're going to be looking at the King James Version of the Bible, chapter 1 of the book of Proverbs. So hopefully you're there and uh, you're able to go ahead and follow along with us. I'm going to just go ahead and start reading in verse 1 here, and we're going to expound as we go along. The Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel. So right from the start here, we see who it was that was the original writer of the verses we are beginning to study here today. Solomon was a son of David, and he, uh, as was his father David, was the king of Israel at one point in time. Now, the name Israel means God will fight, God contended, uh, contended, um, triumph with God. That's what the name Israel indicates. You see, the people of Israel were a group of people that were chosen by God himself to be the people through which God would ultimately bring forth the Savior of the world, Jesus Christ. That's God's ultimate plan as you're studying through the Bible, as you're reading through the Bible, and hopefully you've decided in your life, and if you're watching this teaching or listening to this teaching, whatever the case may be, um, hopefully you've decided in your life that um, you're going to make the Bible, the Word of God, a part of your life, Okay, something that you base your life upon something that you use as a guide through this life. That's why we have it. Um, if, you don't, if you haven't figured that out by now, um, this, this teaching that I'm doing, this series that I'm doing, episode one here, chapter one, uh, is called Wisdom for the Young. And the greatest piece of wisdom that I could give you that impacted my life when I was a young man was to read the Bible to study the Bible, to know the Word of God, to understand the will of God for my life. But anyway, these Israelites, these group of people, were just the people whom God chose through whom He was going to ultimately bring the Savior, Jesus Christ, the one that would redeem us back to God to save us from our sin. But God was going to take human flesh. He was going to take on the form of human flesh. I should say, right, as his only begotten son, the son of God, Jesus. And he chose to do so, to take on human flesh, that is, through Jesus Christ. Okay, So the Bible in its entirety is written predominantly based 
around the lives of this group of people, the Israelites, the Jewish people. They were special in the fact that they were the chosen people. They were set apart by God from all other people for a specific purpose that God had, for a plan that God had, that where God was going to give mankind, you and me, the opportunity to come back into fellowship with him through a relationship with his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, the Messiah. You see, because our fellowship with God was at one time broken, right? And there's a lot more that we can study and discuss on that topic here. But getting back to Solomon here, he was the son of David. And I'm just pointing out that he came from this group of people, okay? The Jews, the Israelites, okay? And as it related to his earthly ancestry, okay, Jesus came from the family of David and therefore was born into a Jewish family. And when we talk about wisdom, it is of the utmost importance that you come to know that the life of Jesus Christ is of the utmost importance. Nothing greater than you knowing Jesus. That's the beginning of wisdom, okay? Because living your life for him, that's where it all starts. That's the beginning of wisdom. Like I said, we'll, I'll address that again as I go on here in just a little while. But Solomon here was a man to whom God gave a tremendously great amount of wisdom back in his day and age when he was here on the earth. And what God, through this man Solomon, is going to teach us about is stated here, beginning in verse 2, where it says, to know wisdom and instruction, to perceive the words of understanding, to receive the instruction of wisdom, justice, and judgment, and equity, to give subtlety to the simple, to, to the young man, knowledge and discretion. You see, there is a plan. Like I've stated here, there's a plan for your life that is a plan that God desires for you. There's, there's a way that God has designed for you to live, a plan for you. Okay, Do you understand that, first of all, there is a God that created all that is. And that his desire for you is to have what is good. The life that God desires for you is an exceptional life, right? A life that is a higher calling. A life where you understand what really is important and what's not important. Okay? A life where you are wise and you make choices um, that make you successful as a person on this earth a person whose life is lined up with God where you're making good decisions in your life and not bad ones. You know that you know the advertisements that you see on television or on the internet, the videos that are being posted and such all proclaim that there's there's certain way that you should live. 
That's what they're trying to get you to do. They're trying to get you to live in a certain way. Why? So ultimately, so you'll buy their products, you'll dress the way everyone else is dressing, and you know, you'll go after all of those things. It's all about fun, party, act crazy, right? And, and you should enjoy life. But if you haven't figured it out yet, you would be wise to understand that this world will lie to you. It will cheat from you, it will steal from you, and it will destroy you in every way it can. Now, that might sound kind of strange to some of you, if, especially if you're just now beginning to read the Bible here in the book of Proverbs. There's so much in the Bible that is knowledge that you need to gain, right, in your life, but the Bible calls Satan the god of this age, the prince of the power of the air, and the father of lies. You see, and it's his job to take from you. He, he presents things to you in a way that looks fun. It looks exciting. It looks like, hey, look what everyone else around me is doing. Look what the other guys are wearing. Look what the other girls are doing. Look at the way they're behaving. And I need to be just like them. But that's not the exceptional life that God has for you. That's the life that the prince of the power of the air, the God of this age, the one who wants to destroy you, has for you. You see, and if you don't realize this yet, you must also come to realize that, that you are a soul. That everything about you, everything about your actions come from what's within your heart. And it's trying to... And this world is trying to mold you, trying to shape you into being someone that is of the world. And Jesus says that those that follow him are not of the world. But you see, those that follow Jesus are also the ones that have an abundant life, that exceptional life, that life that is a cut above, right? Not holier than thou, not better than everyone else. Matter of fact, when you're walking in Christ, you, you become a person of humility. You become a person of kindness and love. And you care about others more than you care about yourself. But with the God of this age, Satan, who wants to steal from you, who wants you to be in debt, who wants you to be depressed, who wants you to have anxiety, who wants you to look at the outward appearance of yourself and judge yourself and, and bring you down. He, he wants to destroy you. He, he wants to take from you. But Jesus said he's come that you might have life and life more abundantly. So what does Satan use? What does the God of this age use to distract you? Well, he uses media, right? Things like the television, the music industry, big time, big time. He's getting in, inside of your mind through the music industry, and he's molding and he's shaping you. You are being molded. You are being shaped. You are being formed into a certain kind of a person. And you are either being molded and shaped and formed into a certain kind of person by this world, the God of this age, or by the God of all creation, the one who wants you to have that exceptional life, right? Who wants you to have wisdom, okay? But anyway, this world will use, and the God of this age will use social media platforms. 
to take from you that abundant life that the Lord has for you, right? And this book of Proverbs is written for the young man so that you can know, like we're reading here in these verses, the proper, most equitable, most beneficial, most, succe- most uh, successful, excuse me, way to walk through this life, right? To live the life that God, who is above all, the one who is your creator, has for you, that life. And you must decide, is that the life that I want? You must decide that for yourself. Do I want the life that my creator has for me, or do I want to follow along with the rest of the crowd? And look, just just going to be flat out honest with you here. If you're young, there's so much you don't know. You might think, I know, you might think, I mean, when I was young, I thought I knew all there was to know. But over the years, as I grew in wisdom, I realized I knew so little. And what that puts me in a position to do today is realize, too, that if I'm going to get another 20 years older, another 30 years older than I am today, that what I'm going to know 20 years from now, 30 years from now, is far more than than what I know now. So what I want to do is surround myself with wise people. I want to look to my elders, those that are older than me, I want to look to them for wisdom. You see, a guy like me is putting this teaching out here and calling it wisdom for the young when I'm not really a young guy anymore, okay? But I'm putting this teaching out here in an effort to help you, to implant something in your life, because I say, man, I wish I had something like this in my life, someone that was reaching out to me in my life when I was in my teen years, my early 20s, my early 30s, whatever. You know, I wish I had that in my life, right? So if you're here today, and if you're hanging in there on this teaching, and you're listening to this, well, then you're making a, a good choice right off the bat because you're, you're choosing to say, how can I have wisdom, How can I have a life of success, a life that follows in the way of true wisdom? Now, it could be, too, I guess, that as you're listening to this, this could be something where your parents are having you watch this. And it might be something that inside of your own heart you don't really want to do. But I promise you this, that if you give your attention to what the book of Proverbs teaches, you will have the greatest life possible here on this earth, okay? And verse 5 tells us a wise man will hear and will increase learning, and a man of understanding shall attain unto wise counsels. So this is what this book is promising you. You just need to be open to hear it and to learn. I have known so many young men and young women that when they got older, they, they did what I was just talking about a few minutes ago there, a couple minutes ago there, they look back and they simply say, man, I, I wish I would have known. I wish I would have listened. I, I wish I would have walked in the way of wisdom, got that wisdom that someone else older than me had, right? Well, you now have the opportunity to do that. Today is the day to begin to take the first step of your life toward success. 
Success that is approved by God, prescribed by God, what God wants for you, what God desires for you. Verse 6, to understand a proverb and the interpretation, the words of the wise and their dark sayings. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Do you see that there? To fear the Lord means to honor him to reverence him, to live your life in a way that shows you care about what he wants for you in this world. You care about the life that God has for you. So the first part of wisdom is to live your life in obedience to the Lord, reverencing the Lord. That's the beginning of wisdom. Jesus is Lord. So you need to honor Jesus in your life. How do we do that? Well, look to the words of the Bible, the New Testament. How did Jesus live? How did he say to live? What about the disciples that he taught, that he sent out? They wrote things in the New Testament of the Bible as well. What did they say? How should we live? Well, we go there and we, and we learn it, right? Everything that the Lord wants us to know is written down in the pages of the Bible, right? We're looking at these Proverbs today so that we can know the will of the Lord for us regarding wisdom. But it all starts with him. It all starts with making the first commitment in your life be this commitment that says, no matter what, I'm going to obey the Lord. My life is going to be based on the Lord. What he says, not my feelings, not, oh, I feel like the Lord's telling me to do this. Well, check what that is. Test it. Go read the Bible and say, oh, no, no, no. The the Lord wouldn't tell me to do that. Or, well, yeah, this lines up with the Word of God, so I'm going to make that decision, right? But that's the beginning of of wisdom, the fear of the Lord. And then from there, there's a lot to learn, a lot of growing to do. But guess what? You've got the rest of your days to do it, the rest of your life to keep seeking the Lord. And the person that does not care about wisdom and instruction that the Lord has for them is what verse 7 calls there a fool. This is a person that just says, I'm I'm going to do what I want. I'm going to be my own man. I don't care about what God wants for me. I'm not going to pay attention to that. That's just religion. No, it's not. That's a lie that you've been told by the devil too. Okay? But... The scripture calls that kind of person a fool because that type of person is headed for destruction. But Solomon, the writer of these Proverbs, who was given wisdom by God, cared so much about his son here, just like the father cares so much about you, that Solomon here, he wrote these things down for his son. And, and God, as our heavenly father, gave us this. He gave that wisdom to Solomon in the first place, like I said. And now he's passing it on to me and you through the pages of the Bible. Do you see how precious that is? Do you see why the word of God, the Bible, is so important in your life? You can have wisdom directly from God. And it's right here in the Bible that you can read about. You can apply it to your life so that you can have success in your life. The kind of success that the Creator, your Maker, desires for you. 
Verse 8, my son, hear the instruction of thy father, and forsake not the law of thy mother, for they shall be an ornament of grace unto thy head and chains about thy neck. Now here's Solomon writing this directly to his son, right? But let's acknowledge something here, okay? Not everyone has a father in life today, right? Maybe you have a a dad, right? And everyone had to have a father, right? But maybe that's someone that's not involved in your life or never was for one reason or another. Whatever the circumstance may be, you you don't have that, that role model, so to speak, in your life. Maybe you just have your mother, and that's great. There's wisdom that your mother will give you as well, okay? But maybe you don't have either parent involved in your life. Maybe you had no one that was ever focused on guiding you through this life and helping you. And if if that's you and you think you are at a disadvantage, I'm here to tell you you're not. Why? Because you have a, a heavenly father. Someone above all else. I mean, even those that have earthly parents need to turn to the heavenly father above all else. Right? Yeah, it's a wonderful thing to have a father, a dad, a a mom involved in your life that's helping you to grow. Right? But the fact of the matter is, is that everyone, again, whether they have a dad in their life or not, they have to make a choice. They have to make a decision in their life to say, what does my heavenly father want from me? My creator, the maker of all that is, what was his plan for me? Many people have the question in life, why am I here? God has the answer written in the pages of the Bible. God has a plan and a purpose for your life. And maybe your life has been rocky, been rough, been hard. And people have abused you, mistreated you. Your heavenly father wants to pull you out of all of that. But he wants you to turn unto him and reverence the Lord. Fear and obey. Walk in obedience to the will of the Lord for your life. And again, you're going to find that in the pages of the Bible. Right? But everyone's standing on equal ground, whether they had parental guidance in their lives or not, because we all need to go to the Father, right? If you're someone that, you know, you're without any guidance in your life, you're a young man, a young woman, right? Well, you're in the right place right now, because what I'm pointing you to here in the Bible is what a good father or a good mother should be pointing you to anyway. They should be pointing you to the words of the word of God, right? The words of our Lord and such. So stay in these teachings and you won't be missing out on anything in life. You'll, you'll learn from what the Bible says, right? And for those of you that have a father and a mother or just, like I said, just a mother or anyone, right? You too need to take the wise counsel, the instruction that the word of God gives gives to us, right? And the way that you'll know that any instruction you receive is wise, even if you turn to your father and your mother today or to someone else, 
another teacher in your life, somebody like me that's doing something like this, the only way you're going to know if what I'm telling you is wise or what someone else is telling you is good is if it lines up what, with what is in the Word of God. Is what you're learning from someone else, is it good? Is it lawful, right? Is it fair? Is it just? Well, then, if that's what they're teaching you, if that's then like what Solomon's saying here to his son, hey, pay attention to your father and mother because he was going to teach them what is good. And if you've got someone in your life doing that, well, then, good, wear it proudly. Wear it proudly around your neck, right? Wear, wear it, let it be seen like a badge of honor. Something that says you were raised well and you're, you're going in the right direction. Don't be a fool and despise it. What your parents taught you, what they raised you up in. Verse 10, my son, if sinners entice thee, consent thou not. Consent thou not. If they say, come with us, let us lay wait for blood. Let us lurk privily for the innocent without cause. Let us swallow them up alive as the grave and whole as those that go down into the pit. We shall find all precious substance. We shall fill our houses with spoil. Cast in thy lot among us. Let us all have one purse. My son, walk not thou in the way with them. Refrain thy foot from their path. For their feet run to evil and make haste to shed blood. Surely in vain the net is spread in the sight of any bird, and they lay wait for their own blood. They lurk privily for their own lives. So are the ways of everyone that is greedy of gain, which takes away the life of the owners thereof. Think about that. Greedy of gain. I want this. I want that. I see that commercial. I see that advertisement. I see that my friend has that. Look at those shoes. Look at those clothes. Look at that phone. I want that. I want that. I want that. But there's a lot said in those 10 verses we just read there. But if you'll take the time to think on what's being said here, apply yourself to it, put some effort into to meditating on what's being said here, you're going to gain a, you're going to gain a lot of understanding regarding people that you should avoid and the effect that your friend choices have on you. Do you know how many people are in prison today, are homeless on the street, are unsuccessful in life simply because they became part of the crowd? They wanted to do what everyone else who they thought were cool was doing. They followed the crowd or they were trying to be that big man on campus, whatever you call it nowadays, I don't know, but they were trying to be that person that everybody looked up to, so they acted like a fool. Right? Or they followed their friends' words and not the word of God. Right? Not the good words that their parents taught them or wise elders gave them in their lives. Right? Do you know that if... If you are the kind of person that will do anything just to get what you want, that you are a person that is for sure going to be unsuccessful in life. Maybe you won't go to prison, but you'll never achieve the abundant life, the greatness, that exceptional life that God has for you. If you're spending your time 
with or trying to be like the rest of the world that doesn't fear God with how they live, then you are destined to fail. Your choices determine your destiny. Did you hear that? Your choices determine your destiny. People end up in debt with credit cards, car payments and such, all because they aren't wise enough to avoid the trap of wanting things they don't need. And they're trying to be like the cool crowd, right? The hip crowd, whatever the saying is nowadays, right? Fools just want to look good to others so they can feel good about themselves. So they buy all the shoes and they buy all the clothes without actually having the money in, in hand to pay for it, right? When I say they, they don't have the money, I mean the money they are using, they didn't even gain or didn't even get through legitimate work. They're, they're using a credit card. They didn't go out and they didn't put the effort in to start a business, to produce something that benefits society, to go to work and help society and, and make a living, make an honest living. But today, as you listen to this teaching, the wisdom of God is calling out to you, hoping that you will listen. Verse 20 says, Wisdom crieth without. She uttereth her voice in the streets. She crieth in the cheap place of concourse, in the openings of the gates. In the city, she uttereth her words. Right? You see, those two verses there, express to us the facts that the facts that wisdom is not hiding from you it's right in front of your face especially as you listen to this teaching here and as you read the biblical proverbs for yourself right wisdom is pleading with you god wants what is good for you it's written right down in the pages of the bible here don't buy the lies that the world will feed you. There is a way that seems right, but the end is the way of death. I want to rec recommend you to go to YouTube or to our website, which is on the screen here, and find a teaching that I recently did called um, Rise Up, Wake Up, right? I talk in that teaching about how the world will lie to you and how even professing Christians fall victim to the lies of the world. They just follow along. Oh, the media says this. Oh, so-and-so says that. Oh, this foundation. Oh, this organization said this, said that. And they just, like lambs to a slaughter, follow along with it. We can't be doing that. We need wisdom. Verse 22, How long, you simple ones, will you love simplicity? And the scorners delight in their scorning, and fools hate knowledge. See, you can't be like those fools, right? You can't be hating knowledge and wisdom. You see, high school and college are great for the spiritually strong in Christ, but the knowledge being spoken of here 
is not what you find in secular classes. This is not what kind of knowledge the Bible is talking about here. There's a deeper knowledge awaiting the one that will seek it out. This is a knowledge, a wisdom that comes from above. It's a knowledge and a wisdom from God. It comes to the one that bases their life upon the rock. That is the one that builds their life upon a firm foundation of obediently living their life as unto the Lord, reverencing the Lord. That's the beginning of wisdom. You can't be running every day with the ignorant crowd and the foolish crowd and and expect to be wise and, and have ultimate success, godly success. Wisdom is calling out to you right now. God, by His Spirit, wants to lead you in the path that is good. There is a life that God has for you. But you need to make a choice to commit yourself to it, to seek God. And today is the day to begin to do so. Let's read some more. Verse 23. Turn you at my reproof. Behold, I will pour out my spirit unto you. I will make known my words unto you, because I have called and ye refused. I have stretched out my hand and no man regarded. But you have set at naught all my counsel and would none of my reproof. You wouldn't have it. Wisdom's calling out to you, but you're ignoring it. Goes on to say, I also will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when your fear cometh. This is Solomon writing this in a poetic fashion, speaking about wisdom. This is what wisdom will do. Calls out to you, cries out to you, but when you ignore it, it's just laughing at you. When your, when your fear comes as desolation and your destruction cometh as a whirlwind, when distress and anguish cometh upon you, then shall they call upon me, but I will not answer. They shall seek me early, but they shall not find me. This is not speaking about God here. This is speaking about wisdom. Okay. Again, this is written in, poetic, in a poetic fashion here trying to get you to learn something, trying to get you to understand that you need wisdom. If you mock wisdom, if you turn your back on wisdom, then when troubled times come, there is no wisdom. It's not there for you. goes on here and says, for, for that they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. Again, that's the beginning of wisdom. See, if you're fearing the Lord, automatically you're going to make wise decisions. Because if you're reverencing the Lord, you're going to say, you know what? That's not right. I'm not going to do it. I don't have the money for that. I'm not going to buy it. That's going to get me in trouble. I'm not going to go there. Those people are are going to steer me in the wrong way. I'm not going to go there. Those people are distracting me from where I'm going in life, the good path that I'm on. I'm not going to follow it. Verse 30, they would would none of my counsel. In other words, they, they wouldn't hear it, right? They despised all my reproof. Therefore shall they eat of the fruit of their own way and be filled with their own devices. You ever hear of you reap what you sow? For the turning away of the simple shall slay them, 
and the prosperity of fools shall destroy them. Think about that. Prosperity of fools. Do you see fools out there that are prosperous? Maybe you're not wise enough yet to see them as fools. There's many people out there with prosperity, much money, but they're acting a fool because they're denying the Lord. They're despising wisdom. But whoso hearkeneth, verse 33, but whoso hearkeneth, right? If you're going to listen to, unto me, wisdom is saying here, shall dwell safely and shall be quiet from fear of evil. And I want to ask you to to take some time to go back through verses 23 through 33 there on your own. Again, go through the whole chapter for that matter. Remember, Proverbs is 31 chapters. You can read a chapter a day and make that a practice in your life, and you're going to be extremely wise, okay? But you need to apply what we're reading here to your life. Let it sink in. Let it settle deep within you. Do you want to dwell safely on the earth? Do you want to live a life of peace and fear no evil? Then if you do, you need to take heed to the Word of God. And in this writing here, Solomon is describing wisdom like I said, it's something that is earnestly calling out to you, saying, hey, you, go this way. Don't go that way. But if you turn your back on wisdom, if you hate wisdom, if you hate the knowledge of what is good, like I said, from the, when the day of trouble comes, like the Word of God says here, when that day of trouble comes, you're going to find that wisdom turns its back on you, and you have no way out. But the choice is yours today. In every day of life, the choice is yours. What are you going to do? Are you going to flee from what is not good? Are you going to do everything within your power to get away from trouble? And those people that get into it, choose the right crowd. You need to increase your knowledge. You need to learn to be useful in society. Take care of your surroundings. Take care of others. Do what's good in this life. Spend your time learning things that will elevate you to a place where you are a giver and not a taker. You have something to offer the world around you. That's the man of God. That's the woman of God that God wants you to be. Do you see there in verse 32, and I mentioned this already, but I'm going to emphasize this again, that the prosperity of fools shall destroy them. Again, some people appear like, oh, they got money, they got everything, and they're influencers, right? Instagram lifts them up. Facebook lifts them up. Twitter, all these different social media platforms lifts them up. Hey, look at them. Look how great they are. But in reality, they're just being destroyed. They're headed for destruction. They're headed for depression. Their soul is being destroyed. And you can know what's in their heart by what comes out of their mouths. Do they have good words come out of their mouth? Do they have acceptable words come out of their mouth? Words that are worthy 
of honor and praise, words that line up with the ultimate word, the word of God? Right? Are they living a life that's pleasing to the Lord? Now they're headed for destruction. And they love sinful deeds and they think it's fun. You see, this world wants to shame you, wants to bully you, wants to entice you to live the way everyone else is living. Sinners want to entice you. But if you are wise, then you will know that their end is destruction. That's what awaits them. And every fool that will walk in their way will end up in destruction. So this chapter, chapter 1 of Proverbs, again, take some time to read it on your own. And as you do, think about it. And think about your own life. Examine your own life. Question your decisions. And begin to make decisions on how you can line your life up with the will of God. Because the fear of the Lord Lord is the beginning of wisdom. That's where it all starts. And that's what you need to do. You need to line your life up with the word of God. God wants what's good for you, but the choice is yours. He's not going to force it upon you. So look forward to speaking to you again in episode two. Thanks for watching. If you have any questions, you can go to our website, aloveoutreach.com. You can click on the contact form and reach out to us, and we'll answer any questions, give you any guidance, you know, help you out in any way spiritually that we can. God bless.